When Enron was declared bankrupt, to hear this shit unless somebody points it out last time we listened to the most dangerous game which was the shit and uh there's so many fucking episodes man there's like it's <laughs> a metric just a, just a bunch I think, I know this is a story from a very famous author, but I can't, I'm pretty sure Alfred Hitchcock made a movie of this, but I can't remember, this is the, uh, wait a second, oh, stop. Let's not get excited, it's not like my co-host fucking showed up or anything. It's <laughs> You know, it's weird. On my goddamn phone, um, it does this stupid thing where 
the first time supposedly you do something new on the fucking phone it says like um <laughs> it says just once or gives the option always and every time I see that shit, it always makes me think of those two fucking songs. <laughs> Just once. Okay. Right. Weird. No, I don't. Yeah. Usually the, the only option is my just once. But always is funny. <laughs> like, I always think of two people holding hands, like, like slow dance walking, you know, <laughs> when I <laughs> Got it. Fuck it. Looks loud enough. Let's play the goddamn thing. LATW.org. I'm Susan Lowenberg, producing director of LA Support for this program is provided by Theatermania.com, the heart of theater online. Theatermania.com. You're alone in Paris. Unable to speak the language. Unable to cope with a gigantic conspiracy which seeks to convince you that you are mad. You are the victim of a plot from which there is no escape. Escape. Produced, directed, and tonight written by William N. Robeson and carefully contrive to free you from the four walls of today for a half hour of high adventure. Tonight we escape to Paris at the time of the Great Exposition and one of the recurring legends of our time in Alexander Wilkett's version of the story of The Vanishing Lady. Another cup of tea, Bruce? Uh, no, thank you, my dear. i just light up my pipe now and have a look at the evening standard. I'd like another, please, Mother. All right, Alice. Uh, uh, uh. Only one sugar, oh. dear. We must watch our figures, you oh. know. <laughs> what nonsense. A growing girl like Alice needs plenty of sugar. <laughs> See, Mother, Daddy approves. Perhaps. But Mother is still boss. Yes, Mother. There's a dear. Mother... Yes, dear. I've been thinking. Yes, dear? I've been thinking about my grandparents. Oh. I know all about Daddy's parents. How Grandfather Stanley commanded a dreadnought at the Battle of Jutland. It was not a dreadnought, Alice. It was a heavy cruiser. Oh, yes. Heavy cruiser. And he got the VC and how Grandmother Stanley was a volunteer nurse at Westall Arch when the Zeppelins came over. And I know about your father, too, and... How he died in India from his wounds and how gallant he was at the Khyber Pass, but... Mother? Yes, dear? You've never, never told me anything about Grandmother Winship. 
Haven't I? No, and I'd... I'd like to know something Bruce. about... Bruce. The child's 16. I think it's time she knew. But, Bruce... And you'd probably feel better to get it off your chest. What, Mother? What is it? Well, my dear, I've never talked about your grandmother because I... I've always half believed that someday, somehow, she would come down our garden walk and... I know it sounds silly, and explain where she's been for the last 20 years. Why? What happened to her? I don't know. And I don't suppose I ever will. Cynthia, darling, if it's going to upset you... No, Bruce, you're quite right. It would be best to get it off my chest, as you put it. As you know, Alice, I was born and brought up in India. And I was about your age when my father was killed in the Khyber campaign. Mother decided to leave India for good and returned to her old home in Warwickshire. However, since it was necessary for her to go to Paris to attend to some details of my father's estate, she decided that we should leave the P&O boat in Marseille and proceed by train. You may imagine the timidity with which we two unescorted ladies traveled across France, without the slightest knowledge of the language and without indeed assurance that we could find a hotel room in Paris, though we had telegraphed for reservations from Marseille. You see, the great Paris exposition had just opened and the city was jammed with visitors from all over the world. You may imagine our relief when we arrived at the Grand Hotel Universel and heard the clerk speak in quite ah, understandable English. Welcome, welcome. You will please to sign the register, air and air. Uh, you have our reservation? Oh, indeed, yes. Most fortunate, madame, that you telegraphed. For I have reserved for you the last room in the house. Oh, I'm so relieved. Yes, Cynthia. You may as well learn now to sign a register for yourself. Oh, yes, Mama. Where do I write? Uh, there, in that line. Oh, yes, I see. Voila. You are uh, fatigued from your journey, uh, no? Uh, I shall have the boy show you to your rooms at once. Uh, chasseur, uh, chasseur! Oui, monsieur. Le parpent 342 pour mademoiselle et madame Winship, tout de suite. Uh, bien, monsieur. Uh, this is your baggage, madame? Uh, yes, these six. Uh, le voile bagage, Simple. il y a six pièces. You'd, you'd best carry the little one with it. Medicine in it? Yes, Mama. Uh, thank you. I'll take that one. Uh, the little red one. Très bien. Uh, this way, ladies. Keep your eye on that porter, Cynthia. I don't trust this Frenchman. Oh, Mama. I don't think he'll make off with our things. Uh, here's the lift. Troisième étage. Troisième. Oh, I do wish we could have gone straight on to Southampton. But you'd only have had to come back across the channel to see the solicitor, Mama. We really saved time this way. I suppose I mean I wish we hadn't come to Paris at all. It's such a sinister place. Oh, Mama. Voilà, le troisième. Uh, this way, ladies, uh, to the right. Attendez. Eh bien. Uh, 338, 340, 342. Oh, voilà. Entrez, ladies. Thank you. Oh, what a lovely big room. And look, Mama. French windows. And the park out there. Oh, this is uh, no, and thank the square you. with the statues yeah. on Merci. it. Oh, and look thank at the you, river ladies. over there. And those beautiful, beautiful bridges. Oh, Mother, it, it's something out of a book. Yes, my dear. That's the trouble with Paris. It's so attractive. But underneath, it's evil. And look at the furniture. The gilt clock. And this lovely marble table. 
Oh, Mama, everything is so... so French. I'll be very glad to be on my way to where everything's English by this time tomorrow. Now, come away from that window and help me get into something comfortable. There's a dear. Yes, Mama, of course. I don't know when I've been so tired. I just can't seem to catch my... <gasps> Mama. Mama, what's the matter? Mama! Mama, speak to me. Here, I'll get you up into the bed. There. Now, let me loosen your corset. Here. Here, Mama, here are the smelling salts. Breathe deeply, darling. Mama. The telephone. I've got to get a doctor. Fuck this. Fuck this. Watch this bug out move. We're gonna play some Pam Benjamin because I love Pam Benjamin. We're gonna play some Alta Cass and I'm gonna bounce. Cause I don't get me fizzy. Welcome to Wednesday. It's high noon here on Mutiny Radio. This is the Alta Cast. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I will be joined soon by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, Win, And uh, we're going to be expecting a phone call today from old dumbface himself, Steve Poggi, calling all the way from Missouri. Excited about that. We might have a... <clears throat> we have a lurker. A lurker in the upstairs area today. My favorite dirtbag, Zach Wiseman, is here lurking about... Wearing his wearing his new shoes. Got new shoes, baby. New new toms, brightly painted, so he won't get hit by a car. Wandering the streets at night, being because because you're a nihilist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there he is. That's true. Definitely believes in abortion because nothing should live. Nope. No lives matter. Remember no that. No lives matter. You think your life matters? You're an arrogant idiot. Yeah. No lives matter. No, it's true. I uh, all the time. I just have to remind myself that. I'm a, I'm a nothing nobody. It's fine. We all are. Woo. Just living in San Francisco is a nothing nobody. It's great. Uh, today, our uh, special rap by Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff is going to be about Mike Pence, our Vice President of the United States. What wonderful sexist things he has said. He is really interested in the inside of my uterus, and he's interested in gay people. I feel like he might be a trans woman. He's gay, and he wants to have a uterus because he's so concerned about what all the women in Indiana were doing with their uteruses. And my favorite thing he did was make, uh, a, when you have an abortion, you have to have a tiny, tiny funeral. funeral, Tiny, tiny caskets. I was really excited, actually, because I thought it would oh, be really great. good for dollhouse makers, you know, like right. people that made dollhouse furniture from scratch. I've done that before, glued things on, gotten all anal because I had a lot to do with my time. I had nothing to do with my time, so I was making dollhouse furniture, of course. So I would love to make baby coffins. I feel like it would be an Etsy project that I can make a lot of money on with the ladies in Indiana because, you know, like finding out like what what the lady's uterus was like, maybe decoupaging it with some sparkly red sequins, and you know, you dump the little blood clot in there, little clumpy. It's been sucked out of your uterus with a vacuum. Take that. 
Yeah, idiots. He's an idiot. And he still, he believes in Jesus. Yay. Not that believing in Jesus makes you an idiot. Like, but. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but kind of. Listen to some Call Me Tim later. Uh, hey, so. Jesus, Jesus is the L. Ron Hubbard of fucking 2,000 years ago. Right. He came up with the, well, no, see, no, that's not. Jesus. L. Ron Hubbard knew that he was right. Like, the whole thing with L. Ron Hubbard is he and Isaac Asimov had a bet to see who could write a fictional story yeah. that people would believe. And uh, and L. Ron Hubbard won. He won big time. And now they're making, I mean, what was that terrible Well, how do you know that wasn't, that wasn't uh, Jesus and Muhammad? They're like, yeah, I bet I, could, I bet I could do it. Because Jesus wasn't into money. He wasn't a capitalist pig dog that started a religion. Just so Maybe it was a gentleman's bet. The gentleman's bet between Muhammad and Jesus. Uh-huh. Who can make the biggest? I'm going to make him walk around this weird pill. I'm going to make millions of people walk counterclockwise or clockwise. I don't even know <laughs> yeah. which way they run, walk around. Millions of people. We're going to make it their goal in life to walk around this thing seven times. You know, it's so scary. Yeah. I don't deal well with crowd dynamics, so I'm sorry. I'm never going to Mecca. Uh, so we'll start today with the uh, socialist news coming to you uh, from Narl. Not that Narl, not that Narl is socialist, but this show is a socialist show, and I give you the news based off things that I'm interested in. And what is that? Number one, abortion, keep it legal. And number two, drugs, legalize them. Legalize them, yeah. Drugs. We should start with drugs, just because. Zach's here and he doesn't care about uteruses. Nope, or babies. Or babies. Uh, this was just released yesterday. Homeland Security Chief Marijuana Possession is Grounds for Deportation. <gasps> Surprise! Really? Could, wait, so I could have some weed and then get a vacation out of it? Right. Well, you're not, but you're not, uh, you're not, you're. Sadly, you were born in Alaska, which, although I think we wish it was another country that we didn't have to take from. Hmm. Uh, but. You were born in Alaska, so you're an American, so you will not be deported. Maybe they could deport you back to Alaska. That'd be cool. To be with the rest of the people up there, the crazy people. Uh, not that, I mean, it's just, I, They're crazy. I'm sure they have great comedy up there. I'm no. sure there are some great. No. No. Okay. No. Uh, but marijuana deport, possession is grounds for deportation because ICE is the new ISIS. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right? American ice. American ice. Be scared. Be scared. Um, fear, fear, fear. General Kelly echoes 45 commitment to escalating the drug war. DPA war on drug is war on immigrants. Drugs. War on drugs is war on immigrants. Sad face. Uh, in a speech yesterday, Homeland Security Secretary John Kelly announced that the 45 administration would use marijuana possession as a reason for deporting immigrants. ICE will continue to use marijuana possession, distribution, and convictions as essential elements as they build their deportation removal apprehension packages for targeted operations against illegal aliens living in the United States, he said. Marijuana is currently legal under federal law. Oh, currently illegal. I like. I was like, did I read that wrong? Marijuana is currently illegal under federal law, but eight states have legalized it for adult use, and 28 states have medical marijuana laws. Individuals following state law would be exposed to deportation. What? Whether it's the construction of a wall or deporting individuals for marijuana possession, the Trump administration has signaled its desire to use the drug war as a tool to persecute immigrants, said Geronimo Saldana, policy manager at Drug 
Policy Alliance's Office of National Affairs. It's outrageous to think that anyone following medical advice under state law would be subject to deportation. This is insane. Yeah. They can come into California. This is insane. So the federal ICE can come into California. This is going to be so bad because... This like totally the whole the whole nine one one Good Samaritan law that we've put into effect in California and a bunch of other states that basically negates that again and says so the nine one one laws if, some, if someone's overdosing from heroin or they're dying from a drug something if you call nine one one they will not prosecute you and you'll be okay but now they're saying. If marijuana is grounds for deportation, that is so fucked up. That means that anything is grounds. So if someone does the 911 call and they get there and then they say, oh, where, show me your papers. This is, this is, this your is. Your papers. Show me your papers. This is awful. Show me your rolling papers. Show what? me those papers, bro. Show me your rolling papers. Bro, oh, yay. Papers. Latoya's here. Oh, she's changed her hair again. Yay. <laughs> so just to catch you up, Latoya, um, the... Homeland Security Chief just said mar- yesterday, marijuana. Oh, thanks. Marijuana possession is grounds for deportation. <laughs> so that's happening now. So that's happening. Uh, we'll we'll keep going. Uh, the Trump administration has nefariously used the drug war as a way of tagging immigrants, and yesterday's statement is merely another example of this tactic. Uniquely, though, the desire to deport people for marijuana use demonstrates the conflict between state and federal law on marijuana and the necessity to end federal prohibition. We hear talk about ending the state versus federal conflict on marijuana laws to fix the banking and tax problems, said Saldana. But the Kelly statement shows that there are far more dramatic consequences for our nation's disastrous drug policy. Under the Obama administration, simple drug possession was not a priority offense. Taken alongside recent statements and actions by Attorney General Jeff Sessions, it is clear that the drug war is being escalated. Recently, Republican Raul Grisalva, Democrat Arizona, reintroduced the Veteran Visa and Protection Act, which would establish a visa program allowing certain deported veterans to re-enter the United States as lawful permanent residents. They would also be eligible for the existing naturalization process for military service and will regain access to their military and veteran benefits. The bill will also stop the deportation of eligible veterans who are currently in removal proceedings. That's insane that people who have served not that I like the military. I fucking hate it and it makes me angry and it's awful. I mean you still did the thing for the country right? And now they can deport them like you fought for our country. Now get the fuck out. Fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. See, I wonder how many people they're going to get if we have World War Three. You know, well, it's coming. It's, it's uh, it is so scary. I know. Well, well who's who's going to want to be a part of that draft? I can't even flee to Canada because I have DUIs. Yeah, I can't flee. To, I have a, I have a DUI too. I can't flee to Canada. Either. I to Mexico. Two and a half acres in the desert at Death Valley. We can Did all you? go there. Yeah. Cool, dude. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we can start a cult. We got to be. Can we wear Nike? Apparently, it's the size of uh, thirty-two and a half tennis courts. Wow. Yeah. How much? Uh, hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> Two thousand. Oh, that's a really good deal. That's, that's a really good deal. Yeah, they're slashing prices. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's, Do you have to pay property tax now? Eleven dollars a year. Wow. Can you afford that? 
I don't know. <laughs> I could probably do that panhandling. Right. That's like on the highway news. that one car drives on yeah, every now I could make then. fucking $11 panhandling. I could probably make $11 a year with a metal detector walking around in my property. That is a... You're just going to find well, the dead only, people. But yeah, or, or, hidden, or hidden drugs or hidden money. Yeah. Because or, when people do bad things and they get in trouble, they hide yeah. things. You might yeah. And they Hoffa. hide them in the desert. There's a weird mine dead out bodies. there that uh, they say they can't find parts of. I was just reading about the uh, territory on uh, Wikipedia. There's What's a weird, there? There's a weird mine. I'm going out sounds there. Like, sounds like you're going to find some silver in them hills. Can I come? Yeah, you want to go? <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. I want to go to Death Valley. Fuck yeah. It'll, you know, start your own Burning Man. It's going to be great. I mean, or whatever. Yeah, out there. We are going to burn a man. <laughs> Actually, I mean, we're going to start fires and shoot guns. But that, uh, yeah, yeah, sounds like fun. I prefer the cult idea. Yeah, yeah. No. Can, well, we, I mean, can I have Kool Aid? I just want, I just want motherfucker like, Kumbaya. I want like a modern like Jedi robe because I'll sunburn easy. Right. No, no, no. That's absolutely right. Uh, linen is a really good fabric that breathes and yeah. is really. Um, yeah. You could I, have I like a sun hat and a tent and a thermal rest. Right. Yeah. You've got it. You've got it all together. Yeah. And I mean, it'll be just like it'll be just like Mexico. Where, that's the thing is, I don't think it'd be so bad to be deported. Mexico's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, Mexico's cool. We could build a tunnel from my property to Mexico. Wow. Ooh, that's, that's a that's idea. a big tunnel though. That's yeah. a big long tunnel because Death Valley is not that close. To no, no, no. It's not Death Valley. I'm sorry. It's Barrio Springs. Death Valley was the other one I was looking at. Oh, Barrio okay. Springs is prettier. Wow. Um, it's uh, ever been to Anza Barrio State Park in San Diego? Probably. Yeah. I don't oh, really? Know. Yeah. Dude, let's totally build a drug tunnel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not build a drug tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now Zach can find a different name for his asshole. <laughs> Is that he calls it the drug tunnel? Uh, yeah. Oh, that was. A, <laughs> sure? Oh, I yep, get it. Sure that, was uh-huh. that was the joke. Speaking good. of tunnels, uh, they're uh, they are the immigrant defense project. Uh, according to the immigrant <laughs> defense project. One out of every four criminal removals. Okay, wait. According to the Immigrant Defense Project, one out of every four, quote-unquote, criminal removals, over 250,000 deportations, involved a person whose most serious conviction was for drug offense. Last year, Human Rights Watch released a report on drug deportations, noting that thousands of families in the United States have been torn apart in recent years by detention and deportation for drug offenses. And last week, the ACLU released a report noting that veterans who have served the country as lawful permanent residents have been subject to draconian immigration laws that reclassified many minor offenses as deportable crimes and were effectively banished from this country. I know, over marijuana. This is just so crazy to me. There have also been moves at the state level to prevent law enforcement from documenting misdemeanor drug crimes and therefore exposing immigrants to harsh deportation proceedings. The New York State Assembly passed legislation that creates a process for sealing the criminal records of people arrested for simple possession of marijuana in public view, providing a measure of protection for immigrants by making it difficult or impossible for immigration authorities to meet their legal burden of proof for a judge to find lawful permanent residents deportable. So in New York, if you have a joint, this happened to my friend. She was in Brooklyn, and there was a park, and we're in the center of the park. I, I wasn't there, but she, I, she walked me through the park and told me about it. But she lit up a joint, took a drag, and a cop car came off the street into the park and stopped in front of her and arrested her. Handcuffs. For a joint. This is oh, recently? Yeah. This is like yeah. five years ago in New York. Uh, no, uh, New York is uh, weird as hell because like you, you, people, you'd be in a bar. I went to two different bars, two different trips to New York. 
and uh, both times I would be in a bathroom and somebody would leave a courtesy line of cocaine on the back of the toilet. Everywhere you go, people are offering you bumps. And I think that has to do with, I think there's more coke there because everything stays awake for so long. I mean, the, the bars are open until 5 a.m. But weed, you want you ask people it's, like where to get weed, they act like you're buying coke here. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, so I it's like easier to things. get coke than it is to have weed in a, in a public place. Well, because they used to have a stop and frisk thing. They've stopped right. that in New York. But they used to be able to stop and frisk you for any reason. And if they found any any uh, marijuana, it's a misdemeanor. And now they're saying that misdemeanors are deportable offenses, which is insane to me because misdemeanors are pretty fucking easy to get. Yeah. Like uh-huh. the the police can decide you're doing something wrong whenever they fucking want to decide you're doing something wrong. Yeah, they'll find something. The, yeah, they'll find something. something. Something's going on. Everyone's doing something against the law at some point. Like yeah, even the cops. You, I, I had a cop with a headlight out pull me over for having a headlight out and give me a ticket for having a headlight out. That, Did you write that him is a ticket? Pure irony. You should have wrote him a ticket as well. I said your headlights out. Yeah, but if you <laughs> if you try to be funny or you try to do anything with them, then they treat you even shittier. Yeah, like that if is you true. try to have a sense of humor or you try to do anything except act like a mouse and like a yes sir, no sir, yes, yes ma'am, boss. no ma'am, of Yo, course, no of course. If you try to talk to them at all, they go, well, why are you arguing with me? And you exactly. say, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just trying to say, well, no, you're arguing with me. Sit down. Like they, they really, it is not. I, uh, yeah, they just have, have no, to say, have no I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Whatever you no, think I did, I, I did it. I don't know. I uh, almost got a DUI one time. I was drunk. I was drunk and I pulled into this, uh, it was like a gated community thing in Vegas. They have a bunch of those, right? And I just pulled into the thing to turn around and see where I was going. And there was two motorcycle cops, but I already had pulled in. So I'm like behind right. them. They're like uh, 20 feet in front of me and I know they're going to loop around and they do, right? Some guy comes around and he's got his, you know, bright light in my eyes and I'm not even looking at him. I'm like answering his questions still like checking my GPS thing. He's like, why aren't you looking at me? And I just looked directly at the light and I was like, it's bright. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, you have a good night. <laughs> See, I, I wish that, yeah. <laughs> That that right there, Aww. that's the white privilege. Because when I told a joke yeah, and made fun probably. of, made fun of the stadies, uh, we called them sta- uh, the state trooper stadies where I'm in Chicago. Um, I was making fun of them about going to Dave Matthews concert, and I started laughing uh, because I'm like, you guys are really going to Dave Matthews concert? Why? <laughs> why was that shit um, in my report uh, when oh. I went to the uh, to the judge? <laughs> the judge. <laughs> I could laugh about this now. Um, but the judge was uh, like, so what is this thing you're making fun of the officers about a Dave Matthews concert? <laughs> I was like, yes, I was. That's all I got to yeah, say about yeah, that. I was absolutely. just like, oh, wow. so much for the sense of humor. Yeah. Fucking cops. It's like if you're in the, if you're a cop or maybe even in the military, it's just like you're already kind of just a fucking idiot anyways. Yeah, um, yeah. Like you maybe graduated high school. <laughs> um, That's yeah. funny right there. Yeah. You, yeah. Because you're not And bright. you're probably angry at the rest of the world and you got a gun and you got the right to use it. <laughs> I'm angry at the world, but I try to only take it out on small children. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm really nice to kids. I, I, gave, I give them cookies behind their parents' back all the time. That's how you befriend a child. It's so easy. Just cookies all the time. Sweet. Or, or, you know, marijuana. Just kidding. I would never give a child marijuana. I would. I, I wouldn't. The only time, I mean, they can't, they can't get, I mean, it's been 10 years since I did this, more than that. But when I was 25 years old, I was teaching uh, continuation high school 
in Davis, California. And it was it wasn't continuation in the normal sense. It was like girls who were had babies and they were in trouble and it was through it was through Clinton. So they had to sign off on forty hours a week and that's how they got their welfare check, but they had to come to my classroom. Anyways, there was a girl who was like sixteen and I actually became kind of like friends with her because I was was 23, 24, 25, in that age. But we were hanging out, and she was like, will you sell me weed? Oh. And so I sold her weed once, and then I asked her once when I did something, I'm like, will you sell me weed? So we had bought we bought weed off each other, which is, like, terrible. That's, uh, it's, it's, she's 16. Whatever. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a terrible person. Uh, but they can't, you guys, you can't, if anyone, if anyone law enforcement is listening to this, this is way back in the day. This I, is back in the 90s. I don't sell weed. Statue of limitations. Statue of limitations. Uh, they I mean, can't. If you but are law me. enforcement, uh, letters form words, and those <laughs> form sentences, and sentences form paragraphs. Right. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. It's always great when a cop's like, "That's the law," and someone's like, "That is not the law. The That's law the- is actually." And they're like, "Well, I, I, I read one of my police reports once, and uh, he, they had written that I was born in 1908." And, uh, <laughs> Like just That's none, true though, right? And, none of, and they said that it was a narcotics DUI, and they didn't like list. I didn't have anything on me. And I was asking, I was like, what narcotics do I have? You know, and can, can I have the? Where, yeah, what narcotics no, do I have? Yeah, Tell just, me. Yeah, and then, I'd love them. Uh, yeah, no, it was nineteen oh eight. Yeah, I said I was born. And he read me the fucking uh, Miranda. Um, off of uh, off his iPhone, he had to Google wow. Miranda. Wow! Like I, I don't even. I, I bet you, I could get you. I bet you, I know at least seventy five percent of it. Sure, I'm sure we all do. I bet yeah. the four of us together could easily put it all together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, oh, we'll finish this real quick with this is the Drug Policy Alliance. By the way, go like them on Facebook and uh, donate to them. But don't donate to them ap- until after you've donated to Mutiny Radio with the donate button on the side of our thing. Uh, there have also been moves at the state level to prevent law enforcement from documenting misdemeanor drug crimes and therefore exposing immigrants to harsh deportations proceedings. The New York State Assembly passed legislation. Oh, marijuana public view. I already did this one. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, No, I didn't. Sealing criminal records uh, for marijuana and public view, providing a measure of protection for immigrants. Uh, Here we go. Often these arrests were the result of stop and frisk encounters targeting young people of color and immigrant New Yorkers with minor records have already been deported under ICE under Trump's administration crackdown. The California State Assembly is currently considering a bill that protects Californians who are operating lawfully under state marijuana laws by providing that absent of a court order, local and state agencies, including regulators of law enforcement shall not use agency resources to assist in any federal enforcement against state authorized medical cannabis or commercial or non-commercial marijuana activity. Basically, California is saying, get the fuck out of here, federal. It is unconscionable that immigrants are being targeted and deported for simple possession of marijuana, and it's especially egregious in the states that have legal framework for marijuana. States and municipalities must stand against this type of fear-mongering and protect their residents, said Melissa Moore, deputy director for the Drug Policy Alliance's New York yes. office. That's Your that's my s- that's Jonathan's sister. Look how smart she is. Let me read her quote again. She's so good. It is unconscionable that immigrants are being targeted and deported for simple possession of marijuana. And it's especially egregious in the states that have a legal framework for marijuana. States and municipalities must stand against this type of fear-mongering and protect their residents, 
said Melissa Moore. Yay, Melissa Moore. Yay. Your sister-in-law. Yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, she's... Uh, but it's absolutely true. We gotta... I mean... What is, like, really, what is Jeff Sessions' accomplishment? I mean, going back, I mean, because that, that's who, he, I mean, I mean, come on. That, this is him. Well, yeah, it's the Homeland Security Chief, but of course it's coming down from the, from the Attorney General. Yeah. Because they're like the, whatever, top dog, and then it, it all, it all boils down. It's because, I mean, why, why are we saying get immigrants out? This is, this is like all this whole want more white people thing. Well, but. <laughs> What's I mean? What do we in jail. do? We really think? Do people really think that if we get rid of immigrants, that Americans are going to want those jobs? Fuck no. No. Like, no. Try no. to get try to get a seventeen year old to do anything, but to pick strawberries. Like, I couldn't even get a nineteen year old I was working with at a pot dispensary type thing. I mean, they all they want to do is look at their iPhones. They're not going to do anything. We're, we're never going to eat strawberries again. And I don't want to be racist by saying that, but for some reason we've we've changed labor in this country and Americans think they're too fucking good for too fucking much it's, stuff. The standard of living is really nice here. Like, it's fucking nice. This place is really nice to live. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all the dumb shit aside, this, it's pretty dope. Right. You don't have to do shit. You can go to an office and type on a computer and then if your house catches on fire, someone will put it out for you. Right. That's fucking insane to me but that's that's the world we live in you know so those people aren't gonna go i mean the the migrant workers that come up here they had it was hard it was fucking hard the whole time and they're like yeah dude i'll, I'll pick strawberries for money yeah. yeah yeah that's true because it's more money i guess than back home it's more money and they're actually i mean you can actually make a future here yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. well right. i mean there's no such thing as the american dream anymore um but like you know you have to the reality is that there's a lot of wars going on and a lot of especially like with the cartels and stuff going on um in uh central america and uh, mexico you know people are trying to escape that so, now here's the thing that makes me crazy people that work for ice you soulless monsters how do you have children how do you go home to your nice house and think you're a good person or, and the dea ripping yet yeah, or the dea when you are ripping or the fbi or the cia or some police officers how dare you how dare you persecute people that aren't doing anything wrong? Like the ABC. Like the AB oh, motherfucking C. Those yeah, soulless like monsters them. coming in here. Seriously? Why do you try to squash things that are good? Why, why squash free speech and collective thought and joy and wonderment and bands and humor and comedy? Why squash it? Why are you doing that? What you, you joyless, soul-sucking freaks. And I bet most of them are Christians. And on Sunday they go to church and they sing to, they sing songs to God and they feel they feel the spirit move within them. They feel the spirit. I don't, and they know that Jesus loves them, you know? I don't they think a lot of them it. are Christians. I think a lot of them are alcoholic drug addicts. I, really I don't do. know. I don't I really know what do. they are, but they are soulless monsters who are taking people's families and lives away. How do you come into someone's house and you go, "You've had a drug misdemeanor. Now I'm going to take you back to wherever." What the fuck? I mean, how does that work? Do like their neighbors rat them out, or do they just have files on everyone? It's it, they're going after misdemeanor. This is what they're saying: is that the Homeland Security is saying that they're looking at misdemeanor drug offenses for people who are, even if they're legal residents, if they're not actual citizens, now they can be deported. Even if they've been served in the military, if they've had a minor drug offense and they aren't a legal, like they can be a permanent resident, but they're not a legalized citizen, right. ICE can take them in and take them away. Can I throw in a double standard right here? Okay, so you know there's this great, um, not great, but this horrible uh, opioid uh, 
you know epidemic going around so um we want to help those white folks who are strung out on heroin but uh, we want to deport uh, let's just say brown people because we know what this is targeting people with minor drug offenses most of the time <clears throat> marijuana right well, they should send the heroin addicts to Mexico because the heroin's cheaper there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's cleaner. Yeah, less steps on. Yeah, it'd be yes. better for them. <laughs> well, harm reduction. It wouldn't it be nice to go actually if we could give people detox in Mexico? You sit by the beach, you well, lay actually, around in the they sun. Have that. They it's have a place DMT called that. Base. They have a place uh, yeah. where we go do DMT and meditate. And oh yeah, yeah. yeah all, all your drug problems can ayahuasca, be cured with those yeah, it's ayahuasca DMT. Yeah. They they have you try DMT first to see if you can hang, and then you do like a week long ayahuasca thing. Ayahuasca, yeah, and that's what it is. I know a couple people that got clean doing. Well, that. how about this? Here's another uh, article. Tuesday, U.S. Sentencing Commission hearing on MDMA and several novel psychoactive substances. Yeah. By the way, I have MDA, MDMA in my purse right nice. now. I, have I just some, rat it myself out. I have some ketamine at home. But well, you should I don't dispose even. of that immediately. <laughs> High five. <laughs> uh, drug Policy Alliance, time to reduce the role of criminalization in MDMA and NPS policies. Uh, on Tuesday, April 18th, the U.S. Sentencing Commission uh, held a public hearing that marked a, the beginning of a two-year process to reconsider the sentencing guidelines for MDMA, as well as a handful of other novel psychoactive substances. Those are called NPSs. It's not non-public school. It's novel psychoactive substances. So DMT would be considered an NPS, a novel psychoactive What's What's like substance. a more serious... What's, what's, what's a psychoactive substance with less novelty? Uh... I don't know if acid would be LSD. Uh, LSD would be still it's a schedule one but I would think a novel one would be like DMT ketamine well the problem with DMT uh, is it looks exactly like crack um, it does yeah yeah pretty much uh, I was I was uh, uh, there was a guy one time uh, <laughs> that was uh, smoking some DMT in the TL in an alley and um, another man came up and was like, yo, give me some of that crack. Give me some of that crack. And we're like, no, this isn't crack. This isn't crack. Oh, they were like, no, this isn't crack. This isn't crack. He's like, no, nah, nah, fuck you. So we're like, fine. Dude takes a huge rip and just, you could watch his mind melt. Like, Aww. just like, just like he had. Like, well, the aliens. Not the hit. Why do you want that? <laughs> yeah. not- yeah, like when you uh, take a sip of root beer and you think it's Sprite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's mind blowing. Yeah. So is DMT LSD? No. No, DMT is um, it's dimethyl. Pineal or the perineal? One of them's in your ass, not the ass it's one. It's the pineal gland. It's in. It's like by your. Uh, it's like pure adrenochrome, yeah, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically what I think Hunter S. Thompson was talking about when he talked about adrenochrome. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't crazy. know if it's Dime. one way or the other, but I think the DMT either triggers the pineal gland to create DMT or. Um, uh, it's like the other way around, but something's happening, and they say I don't know if this is just hippie bullshit, but they say it's the chemical that only gets released when you when you're born and when you die. No, I believe it's released when you sleep as well. Okay. Oh, that's good. DPA has submitted public comment warning the USSC against increasing sentences for people who use or sell novel psychoactive substances. While MAPS Rick Doblin will give a testimony about why current MDMA sentencing policies are inappropriate and counterproductive, we need all 
all those who care about public health and criminal justice reform to raise their voices during this re review process, it's this review process for the next two years, said Stephanie Jones, director of audience engagement at the Drug Policy Alliance, where she heads up the organization's Safer Partying campaign. We'll look at that in a second. It's long past time to right the wrongs of MDMA criminalization and ensure we don't repeat the same errors when it comes to other substances. There's a growing consensus it's time to drastically reduce the role of criminalization when it comes to MDMA and other psychoactive substances, she added. The DEA placed MDMA into Schedule 1 in 1985, going against the recommendation of its own administration, administrative law judge and blatantly ignoring that it had been used successfully in psychotherapy for years. In 2001, the situation became even worse when the USSC dramatically increased MDMA sentences, making penalties 500 times more severe than those for marijuana, basing its decision on faulty science that has since been disproven. Over the past three decades, the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies, MAPS, has conducted extensive research demonstrating that MDMA can be used safely and effectively to treat PTSD and other conditions. Yet in most states, mere possession of MDMA is a felony, while those convicted of selling even small amounts of it are subject to sentences that can easily put them behind bars for decades. A key factor driving the USSC to conduct this review are two major federal cases where judges ruled that they did not have to follow the current MDMA sentencing guidelines since they were so out of touch with science and public health. Another factor is the appearance of MDMA analogs like methylone, MDPV, and mephedrone, as well as cannabis analogs JWH-018 and AM-2201. These five NPS specified as part of the new review are ones that have come up most frequently in criminal cases. The USSC is now tasked with establishing sentencing guidelines where none currently exist exist it's a so wow i didn't even know so it's it's schedule one correct it's yeah mdma is schedule one since 1985 and it's a felony for possession jesus christ well so is so is ketamine so is cocaine anything yeah. schedule one is is a is a felony um but they'll usually throw it out because like yeah heroin it's a fucking schedule one well, right absolutely but are, are you really gonna throw someone in jail because they have personal use heroin on them maybe you would maybe they do well it's well that's a good question to ask like right now especially like you know just talking about the opioid crisis yeah that's going on you know wow wow so here's what they were talking about with the safer uh this is the safer partying campaign and this is part of uh, drug policy alliance uh, hey, are you a music fan? We love to go out to music festivals and clubs. We listen, we dance, we connect with friends, and whether or not we use alcohol or other drugs, we know they're a part of our scene. We want real talk about drug use. The truth is all drug use carries potential risks and pleasures, and we know that zero tolerance policies and arrests don't stop people from using drugs. We want people to have honest, accurate information to stay safe so we can all enjoy the music and have fun. That's aimed toward Coachella. <laughs> right, yeah. People just, did they just come back from Coachella or they, they just People go? People are leaving. Safer partying campaign. Things need to change so that we can have the best going out experience possible. Our safer partying campaign has four goals to get us there. Check them out and add your support for one or all of them. Stop hating on people who use drugs when they go out. We're all out to have a great time and absent any harm to others, there's no need to judge people for how they enjoy themselves. Two, amend the RAVE Rave Act and find other ways to give partygoers access to honest drug education, on-site harm reduction services, and safe settings at every festival 
concert or a club. Three, make drug checking happen in as many places and forms as possible. It saves lives. And four, stop criminalizing party goers. So uh, drug checking is a thing. Like it, it should be. You should be able to, you know, if you have some MDMA, you should be able to see if there's methamphetamine in it or if there's yeah. like cocaine with yeah, exactly. Right. I don't want meth. No, I you don't. And you don't want right. You don't. You don't want your MDMA to be cut with with. Um, Ephedrine or with any with any methamphetamines because it's actually a synergistic effect and people don't necessarily know that that when you mix certain drugs it's not one plus one is two it's one plus one is four or one plus one is seven depending on like which drugs you um, put together so this is make drug checking happen as many forms as possible it saves lives drug checking also known as drug testing pill testing or adulterant screening is a way to determine if a substance is what it's reported to be right. So, uh, ecstasydata.org for GCMS test results on a range of substances submitted from the U.S. Uh, you should just, you should know what's in your, you should know what, so if you actually go, this is great. This is on ecstasydata.org. You can see the picture of the pill and what it is. So if you've got a Mickey Mouse, it's 2CB and caffeine. Ah, 2CB. Uh, and then you have your MDMAs and where, and it also says where they're found. We've got Vienna, Vienna, Austria, Vienna, Austria for all these pills that were made. Um, and you can see exactly what it is. This is crazy. That's cool. Uh, this is Molly or N-ethylpentylone and you can see it in a little thingy here and it's from Austin, Texas. Ooh, this one's from San Francisco. Look at that rock. MDMA, yeah, that's from, this is stuff, Purple Molly, Los Angeles. There you go. So it's got all the different, and these are just powders. You can see where they were made and um, what they are. They've got LSD blotter. They've got, um, they've got cocaine, not sold as ecstasy. And where they where they found it online? What's yellow powder. Yellow powder, none detected. I guess it's nothing. So you can go through and you can see all of these um, different things. This one is called Molly. It's in a bag, but it's BKDMBDB and BKMDDMA from New York. I'm really I know. I don't even know what that means. There's this. Um, oh, space rocks. Hey, where where does it say that one? Because that's what. Um, that's uh, Timothy Pizza's talked about space rocks before. He has a joke about it. Uh, it's MDMA, and uh, but they call it different things. It's, this is crazy stuff. Uh, the 4-MMC, which is 4-methylmethacanone, is from the United Kingdom. I don't even know what that drug is. 4-FMPH, 4-fluoro-PHP, from Corpus Christi. I have no idea what that is. Um, we are learning. This is a new one, white powder. 3-MEO-PCP. Fake PCP out of Hong Kong, China. Wow. You guys, everybody go. Oh, there's the ketamine and the MDMA. There's this pink ketamine and MDMA. And they don't know where they found it. Anyways, they've got... Hey, check it out, everybody. Know what you're taking. I mean... I don't take really any of this stuff anymore because I'm so old and I just can't handle the next day, you know? It just wow. makes me feel like I'm learning a dead stuff. person. I mean, I really wish I would have had that during my raver years. No shit, right? Yeah. Well, I have um, I have a friend uh, who's a doctor of pharmacology. He's a pharmacologist, and I always had him on speed dial. He'd let me text him or whatever. 
to ask questions like, hey, I've had two somas, muscle relaxers, how many beers can I drink? Or I've been doing cocaine, can I do ecstasy? And he always said, never, never, never waste it. The two are just counterintuitive, cocaine and ecstasy together. They just it, they just don't work well together. I'm always afraid to mix drugs. I don't do. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, okay, weed and cocaine are, yeah, because it helps settle my speediness. But I've never been, especially during my raver years, I never mixed ecstasy with anything else i didn't even drink just because the fact the matter is just like if i'm feeling good and i know it's already powerful why would i want to mix another yeah yeah, why would i want to mix another substance with it right and and i've been so high on ecstasy that i'll ask for a cigarette and i'll have it and i'll just never smoke it and i'll just sort of watch it burn (laughs) and then i'm like why would i do that why would i and the thing is like i've i heard many horror stories about people mixing shit yeah absolutely you know and it's just like like for example i don't understand why people still speedball oh my god like, why like, we do don't you... know we don't know that it kills you we yeah already know. i mean first of all you just can't mix uh i mean heroin and and speed together it's just a bad combination absolutely and the thing is you can't mix a, a depressant and a stimulant well you can yeah well but you know but it's not good for you no it's the same thing um my one of my buddies in college when he fell off the deep end he was when he finally we finally called the police on him and they took him in and he had so much methamphetamine in his system that it should have killed him and he had so much valium in his system that it should have killed him but because he was doing them together he was alive so it it kind of balanced him out balanced him out if he would have been on that much meth the amounts that were in his blood he should have been dead from both of those substances but because they were canceling each other out he wasn't dead so it saved his life saved his life to be doing those drugs too hardcore together oh my god which is almost like I mean but it's not heroin but Valium is a downer obviously so meth and Valium meth and Valium together again (laughs) together again I'm awake and I feel great (laughs) Uh, this this is why I don't drink energy drinks either like when people ask when people were mixing like Red Bull and vodka and shit at that time bad idea one of my other buddies uh, her name's Tori and I won't give her last name because I don't want to uh, incriminate her but there was a night she lived in Las Vegas and she had nine Red Bull vodkas and she said she thought her heart was going to explode yes she was calling family members and going like I'm dying I love you I'm dying I just want to let you know that I'm not I'm dead I'm dying because she not had nine dying. nine Red Bull vodkas yeah, because you're mis- mixing a stimulant and a depressant. And right. the fact that all that Nine. caffeine. Oh, God. You might as well smoke crack. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I don't, that's why I don't mess with energy drinks, mm-hmm. seriously. Mm-hmm. Or, and you don't mix it with your liquor. No, it's bad news. Four loco, four crazy. Don't do it. No. One, two, three, four, never. Don't do it. Do they still sell that Absolutely shit? they sell that oh, shit. People love it. That's God. how you know the people, the craziest people on the street. Maybe, <laughs> you maybe do all, see that. You go, right. one, two, three, four, loco. <laughs> if you're drinking it and you see another person drinking it, you can actually yell across the street with, at them and it's fine and they'll yell back they'll be like oh, no, you're like yeah I love it for loco I can't I can't drink it it just tastes gross to me uh, we'll get on to the gnarl news that was the drug news everybody drug policy alliance check them out they are awesome uh, this is gnarl we're moving from drugs to abortion excuse me pro-choice surprise gnarl statement on president trump's officially reversing the pro-choice title x regulation in response i know it's 
awful. In response to President 45 signing a law to undermine the Department of Health and Human Services Title X rule or Title 10, Kaylee Hangson Long, NARL Pro-Choice America National Communications Director, issued the following statement. President 45's decision to take this action behind closed doors shows he knows how wildly unpopular his actions are. It's a shame that despite the millions of Americans who rely on Title 10 for protection, President 45 is going to extraordinary lengths to control women and our reproductive freedom. If you have to hide what you're doing, then you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first place. (laughs) Women and families deserve better. Each year, more than 4 million young and low-income people receive basic reproductive health care through the nearly 4,000 clinics nationwide receiving Title X funds. Most Title X patients are low-income women and disproportionately women of color who are uninsured and ineligible for Medicaid. Under federal law, Title X funds already... are already not allowed to be used for abortion services. The reversal of this rule could make it easier for state politicians to block a woman's access to birth control and critical preventative <laughs> health care at women's clinics across the country. This move is in direct conflict with numerous court decisions that have ruled against his attempt to block women from receiving pre- preventative health care at clinics that also provide abortion care. Naral Pro-Choice America led the People's Defense Campaign, a massive grassroots organization to defeat Neil Gorsuch's nomination to the Supreme Court. Joining the campaign are Indivisible, American Federation of Teachers, Center for American Progress, Action Fund, Credo, Action Demos, Emily's List, and Citizens United. Every Voice, MoveOn.org, Civic Action, People for the American Way, Planned Parenthood, Progressive Change Campaign Committee, Service Employees, Internationals Union, Stand Up America, and the Working Families Party. Birth control, really? Yeah, so Title Ten is being removed. It just it just basically means that, and it sucks that he did it behind closed doors. That's yeah. awful because wh- wh- why should poor women not have access to health care? No, I, I I I just. I'm what is, so what is sad. the greater good out of any of this? What is the greater what benefit? Well, the thing is, if they can't make money off abortions, I don't think. I mean, you can't. They could you can actually? I mean, I mean you make you, you make money off those things. You make money off weed. You make money all these things. Well, it's this moralistic. We still have this strange portion of America that has these outdated moral beliefs that they want to thrust upon other people and the thing is that have your own beliefs that's great but keep them away from our legislation system the majority of people don't think this way that's the problem and the, i just i, I don't mm, especially with birth birth control to birth which control. which is preventing you from having an abortion so that is the i mean this is what they wanted right yeah. but no but now you're gonna have a bunch of little asshole kids running around unwanted babies i mean oh mm. What is what is the greater good that everyone's going to seek Jesus? I don't get. Well, so this is about Kansas. This just happened in Kansas. Oh, the Lord. people of the fourth congressional district sent a loud and clear message to the Republican leadership in Congress. Donald Trump and the rank and file Republicans across the country. While there will be plenty of hot takes about what happened and what could have happened, one thing is clear: being pro-choice is not illegal. Is not a strike against you, even in Kansas. This was proven before in polling that was done in Kansas a few years ago, and it was made crystal clear by James Thompson, a candidate who unapologetically in 
Deep Red Kansas, no less, stood by women by professing his support for reproductive freedom. As he put it during the race, I trust women to make their own health decisions. We hope that Democrats and Republicans alike across the country, especially those leading the national parties in hashtag this town, will hear this important message. It has reported, been reported that many wanted to recruit an anti-choice Democrat for this race. And we can say without a shadow of a doubt that such a decision would have been disastrous because we know nearly seven in 10 Kansas Kansans support legal access to abortion. That's, I mean, even in Kansas, that's the thing. Seven out of 10 people support it. And yet the government is doing these sweeping changes to change reproductive rights. For no apparent reason. For no, it's crazy. Democrats clearly have momentum, and it's not just from the double-digit swing we saw in Kansas last night. What is also clear is one of the best ways to reduce this excitement from the base, and more importantly, the majority of voters who support reproductive freedom, would be to run candidates who don't align with them on fundamental issues like women's health. Well, women's health. It's important. I wonder, some of these politicians, these male politicians, what their wives think. Right. I mean, seriously, because their wife has to get a mammogram. Well, but they're rich people, so it doesn't matter. I, I think it's that people with insurance... Okay, this is the thing. The people that have the jobs that get the insurance where they're sitting behind a desk and they're listening to podcasts or passing memos around or whatever they do all day. Somehow think they're better than everybody else I mean that's basically what it comes down to what it comes down to is I went to college and I have all this debt and I've been working hard and now I have a house and a family and a Lexus and I've got to support them and I'm just this is what I do and and they think they're people still think the more money you make the better person you are the, the, the amount of money that you make determines your worth like in our country and it I mean yeah, but also, too, I would like to prevent unwanted kids yeah. as well, yeah. you know, because as a taxpayer, that money is going to that unwanted child right. or that child that's being abused in the home, unfortunately. So, I right. mean, it just doesn't make sense. Emotional abuse and all kinds yeah. of people that don't want kids shouldn't have kids. Exactly. And if you're like, and if you're a 16 year old and you get pregnant and you think you want a kid, then you're fucking stupid. Yeah. Then you are a retarded person and you need to get back in school and learn how to read because why would you do that? If you had any critical thought at all, you would realize that the rest of your life would be fucked. Unless, unless you're like, I just want to have a baby because I'm a woman and that's what women are supposed to do. If you believe that, then go get a husband and go, some people or, should be or cooking in the kitchen. Or you're a grown ass woman who thinks having a baby will save this relationship that's or marriage. That's a problem too. So let me, let, let's have a baby so I can save our relationship and keep him, which ends up not working. Right. So I well, mean, that's another. With, it ends up with another single mom because dudes just are going to, dudes just, because it used to be, because there used to be responsibility with relationships and men wouldn't leave their wives they just continue beating them or get a mistress but now they just leave they just leave you with no financial compensation no recourse where were the out. days where were the days where you just be unhappy and 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 uh and stay married because you needed someone to take care of you it's probably what donald i mean excuse me uh cheeto's parents were like that's probably why though he is the way he is a lot of these people that you know come from like a broken home but really i mean in a figure figuratively a broken home but still had the two-parent home right they're probably crazy that that's the republican party to me if 
I don't, I don't know how to solve anything anymore and I understand that I'm high all the time and I live in a world of my own creation that has no laws where nobody's looking and everything's fine and okay and I know that's not true I know I know that they're out there and I know that they're looking and I know that I'm lucky that I'm white and uh and I don't, I don't know how to fix the world. I just know that if we could have a little more compassion and we could have a lot less stuff, everything would be okay. Well, I mean, the thing is, I, I think I've said this before, but every time I sit in this booth with you, I think about last year or the year before that, how the problems that we were talking about, yes, there were still problems, but how much we've regressed. Oh, yeah. From just being here last year or two years ago how much we've regressed to like this senseless these senseless things that are going hate on hate mongering and fear they're, they're dividing us I mean I mean I it's always been there but right. this is I don't want to hate people that love 45 but his what they stand for goes is so diametrically opposed to what I believe in and at, it's with inhumane. free speech, well, it is. It's absolutely denying human rights is exactly what inhumane means. Like it's yeah. that's it is. I mean, it's denying human rights. And I'll say it again. I'm like, I, I you know, as much as I hate saying this again, I will not. I won't. I won't talk shit about George W. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, because of. I mean. What 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 that party and what his party was about during that time is kind of like the the Frankenstein of what we're living in right now. Right. Um, you know, and this, I mean, you have Jeff Sessions, who is obviously a racist, right. and who was turned down back in 1986 because of his ties to the KKK. But he liked them, but he didn't like the fact that they smoked marijuana. Which that's so funny to me. Yeah. You know, so you know, they're a terrorist they're good, group. They're good. They were good people until I found out that they, they smoke smoke a marijuana. terrorist group. By the way, we all know that bad people, only bad people smoke, smoke marijuana. marijuana. Yeah. And, the, and the KKK are a terrorist group. So we, I mean, we have this guy um, who is the, the the basically the the head cop right. of the of the United States. And then you know we have Mike Pence, who is a very homophobe, homophobic, sexist. Yeah, who yeah. causes his wife mother right just, and he says he's afraid of his th we'll get and we'll, actually that's a great segue into oh yeah into our our rap for today is actually <laughs> hot dirty p and the sheriff are going to be rapping about our vice president mike pence he is he Did you know he used to be a radio talk show host no i didn't know yeah, that he was i i know he um he's originally from indiana he was the governor of indiana um yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, um, even before he's been vice president, because of there was a an AIDS epidemic. Oh yeah, we've got great quotes about the AIDS. Oh, oh do, great oh, quotes. Yes, we'll go through I'm the quotes before it. we do that. I'm not going to spoil we'll it. We'll go through the quotes before we do the rap, just so we can familiarize ourselves. Dirty, with what's going dirty on. P is going to tell you. Yeah, here lyrics. here are his quotes. Here's the quote. Um, <laughs> Time for a quick reality check. Despite the hysteria from the political class and the media, smoking doesn't kill. In fact, two out of every three smokers does not die from a smoking-related illness. <laughs> when he said it, in a 2000 editorial during his, during his House campaign, Pence did later admit that, admit that smoking is not good for you, but asked, what is more harmful to the nation, second-hand smoke or backhanded big government disguised in do-good or health care rhetoric? 
Wait, what? It was later reported that Pence accepted $13,000 from tobacco companies and pro-tobacco political action committees. Smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. <laughs> what, what, what does it say on the back and of cigarettes? And there are dinosaurs. What, what is, what is, smoking kills. Yeah. Causes lung cancer. <laughs> Uh, here's, here's, uh, this is one of his, this is one of my favorite sexist quotes of him. Oh, God. Uh, which one this is. For years, we've gotten the message from the mouthpieces of popular culture that you can have it all. Career, kids, and a two-car garage. Sure, you can have it all. But your daycare kids are going to get the short end of the emotional stick. This was in a 1997 letter to the editor in the Indianapolis Star, basically saying that women, women. shouldn't be working we outside we the home. Work. Yeah. That you think you can have it all, you think you can have a career, but you can't. You should really just stay at home, be barefoot and pregnant. Here's this is my other favorite one. Um, obviously, this is about the military. Obviously, this is this is about Mulan. Obviously, this is Walt Disney's attempt to add childhood expectation to the cultural debate over the role of women in the military. I suspect that some mischievous liberal at Disney assumes that Mulan's story will cause quite a change in the next generation's attitude about women in combat. Many young women find many young men to be attractive sexually. Put them together in close quarters for long periods of time and things will get interesting. Moral of the story? Women in the military? Bad idea. Okay. He's this blaming women in the military, military for rape. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, he's the same. He's also the same asshole who can't have dinner with women. Oh, right. He yeah. won't eat alone with, with women. With, with, yeah. And, and especially if there's alcohol around. He won't. He doesn't trust himself. Right. Well, many young women find many young men to be attractive sexually and put them together in close quarters for long periods of time. And things will get interesting because rape is really interesting. Yeah. Because military rape is hilarious and interesting. There is something wrong with him. Something wrong. There is something like... Mm. Here's the exchange he had with Chris Matthews. Chris oh, Matthews. Oh, gosh. You say you want to educate the American people about science and its relevance today. Do you believe in evolution, sir? Pence. Do I believe in evolution? I embrace the view that God created the heavens and the earth and the seas <laughs> and all that's in them. This is in 2009. <laughs> okay, here's where we get to the... This week. He, oh, God. This, he, he said this. Frankly... Condoms are a very, very poor protection against sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, this uh, is in 2002 when he was asked to respond to then Secretary of State Colin Powell's support of condom use among sexually active Americans. Because uh, he's super Catholic. Yeah, I know he's super Catholic. Uh, but this is what... Mm, this was what happened. Okay. He continues to deny climate change and global warming. What he said, global warming is a myth. There, I said it. Just like the new ice age scare of the 1970s, the environmental movement has found a new chant for their latest chicken little attempts to raise taxes and grow centralized governmental power. The chant is, the sky is warming. The sky is warming. The, oh my God! This is so funny if to you, me that this you, guy is our vice president. Yeah, and, and people think Cheeto is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean this is just—he's uh, just the silent kind of a little bit more intelligent. Well, he's not intelligent. This is the hilarious thing. Uh, He signed a bill mandating that the remains of an aborted or miscarried fetus be properly interred or cremated. Yeah, tiny, tiny funerals. Tana, tana tana funerals. Funerals. I signed this legislation with a prayer that God would continue to bless these precious little children, mothers and families. This is when he was the governor of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Uh, he stated that homosexuality is incompatible with military service. Homosexuality is incompatible with military service because the presence of homosexuals in the ranks weakens unit cohesion. Because every homosexual male wants to fuck every guy they see. Well, actually, the funny thing is, I bet you there's more like straight guy fucking power butt fucking rape in the military than there is like gay guys that like love each other and are into it. You know it is. It's like a hazing thing, I'm sure. Uh, You know it. You know it is. There's so much rape in the military, like, and it's not reported and it's not just man on woman rape it's like gotta be man on man rape you know but what military guy is gonna go to his supervisor and be like uh i was i was raped last night they're gonna be like suck it up suck it up private don't don't tell me that you know stuff i mean especially when it was a don't ask don't tell thing oh and if you were like somebody raped me (sighs) he thinks george washington was a republican What he said, Republicans from George Washington to George W. Bush just have better ideas. When he said it, in a 1990s op-ed on his campaign website, Washington was not a member of any political party and even warned against the rise of political parties in his farewell address, stating, however political parties may now and then answer popular ends, they are likely in the course of the time of things to become potent engines by which the cunning, ambition, and unprincipled men will enable will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp themselves the reins of government, destroying afterward the very engines which have lifted them to unjust dominion. (laughs) Holy fuck. That's a great George Washington quote. I've never heard that one. Wow. He warned against political parties. Potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and usurp for themselves the reins of government. Speak the truth. That's exactly what's happened. That's exactly exactly what's what's happened. happened. Wow. Where was that quote in my history book? Where was this quote? That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Here's your LGBT thing. Uh, What he said, Congress should oppose any effort to recognize homosexuals as a quote-unquote discreet and insular minority entitled to the protection of anti-discrimination laws similar to those extended to women and ethnic minorities. Hey, LGBTQ people, uh, citizens are not entitled to anti-discrimination laws because they're not people. They're not people. They don't don't bleed. They don't breathe. Wow. Uh, He threatened to shut down the government over defunding Planned Parenthood in 2011, which was well before the controversial 2015 anti-abortion videos were even released. What he said, I think the American people have begun to learn that the largest abortion provider in the country is also the largest recipient of federal funding under Title X, and they want to see that come to an end. Abortions make up 3% of all the services that Planned Parenthood provides, just so you know. So all that Title X money is actually going to mammograms, pap birth smears, control, pap smears, cancer screenings, checks, AIDS STDs. checks, STDs, right. IUDs. Yeah. Oh, 
This is the, this is another gay thing. He's he suggested that gay behaviors help facilitate the spread of HIV virus and supports conversion therapy. His yeah. quote: Congress should support the reauthorization of the Ryan White Care Act only after completion of an audit to ensure that federal dollars were no longer being given to organizations that celebrate and encourage the types of Fuck behaviors you. that facilitate the spreading of the HIV virus. Resources should be directed toward those institutions that provide assistance to those seeking to change their sexual behavior. Okay, you remember who Ryan White is. He was the kid who was killed in the... He, wasn't he... He had the blood transfusion oh. uh, in 19, like 85 or 1987, something like that. He was in the state of Indiana. Um, Ooh, and he old dumb face. Uh-oh, old dumb face. He had a blood transfusion. He, uh, he ended up getting AIDS. And I believe he died in 1990, 1991. So there's the Ryan White, uh, uh, I believe there's a law or something, some kind of bill or what have you in the state of Indiana. Or I think it's maybe in the Congress. I can't remember. If you guys want to hear poetry, you have to put it in And so that's what this bill is about. How dare this man attack the fact that the, the boy died of AIDS because of a blood transfusion. Because, yeah, right. So, <laughs> so he, he invokes he invokes it talking about HIV homosexuals and defunding. Yeah, Ryan Wright did not get AIDS from homosexual be- behavior. No, it was a blood transfusion. He was still gay though, right? No, he was no, still a no, little gay no, kid, right? No, 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 no. He got he, <laughs> no. He, you gotta you love stupid. Zach you, you stupid. So hey, we have we have. Um, we have Poji on the phone. We were just talking about Indiana's uh, old governor, our new vice president, Mike Pence. We're going to be doing a little rap about him later. But right now on the phone, we have uh, old Dumbface himself, oh, dumb Steve Poji. Yep, that's me. I'm here. Oh, you're super quiet. You got to get your mouth really, really close to get your thing. Get your mouth close to it. <laughs> All right. I got, I got the headset booted in. Uh, Action. Close it, Sherpa. You seem so But you're quiet as fuck. You got to be louder. Turn up the volume on your phone okay. or something. No, I didn't have it. There you go. Yay! Yeah. Now we can hear you. So uh, you're with uh, me and Latoya as always, but also you're you get to talk to Zach Wiseman, uh, my favorite dirtbag, and then Timothy Pizza's in early today. Yes, yes, I am. You're, you're quiet again. We can't hear you again. You're being dumb, old dumb face. You gotta you gotta talk into the you gotta talk into the thing. You're really quiet now. Learn how to fucking talk. He's on. It's this, and I've got it. Like, is this uh, better? Yeah, okay. that's better. That's a little that's better. better. No, you're far away again. Come on, technical difficulties. You can do it. Are you sure this is me? I don't think this is me. That you're. I hear you just a tiny, tiny bit. Well, I'm on a. I'm on a base call. You're on a. Plugged all the way up on oh. signal. Okay. That that helped it. Yeah. He just. Pizza just fixed it. Thank you, Timothy. We can hear you now. Uh, I guess it wasn't on your... He did something on the board that he did some magic. Yeah. It's because fucking Zach Wiseman has radioactive syphilis and it interferes with the signals. It's not radioactive anymore. Yeah, it is. You're a fucking isotopic mess. No. <laughs> how, how, did your, how did your buy one, get one free 250 drink show on Monday go? Oh, man. Um... <laughs> Well, I sold some CDs. I sell CDs at open mic now, like a panhandler. Hell yeah. Um, Do you call your mixtape? Off to the left, there was a guy who was just talking nonstop throughout my set. This tall, gangly, dumb fuck guy. 
And uh, a couple of the comics had yelled at him. I didn't. I didn't yell at him. I don't get aggressive with people at the bars. But by the end of it, I was so fucking cheesed off of this guy. I was just like, "Really, man? You got to talk to my whole fucking set." God, there's some cunts in this town. <laughs> and then I, I went over and I sat down. And then after the show, uh, the guys came up to me. It was two guys. And what the gangly guy was super fucking drunk. And his buddy was openly embarrassed. Uh, About his friend talking and, the whole time. Yeah, and the gangly guy was like, Oh, hey, man, you were really funny. And I'm like, oh, really? I, I'm surprised... Uh, you could hear me with all the talking that you did. <laughs> and his buddy was like, yeah, man, you're a fucking heckler. <laughs> and the other guy was like, what do you mean? I ain't a heckler. I'm just helping out the shit. Oh. And I was like, no, man, you're, you're a talker. I was like, that's all right. And so they kind of walk away from me. The next thing I know, uh, like three or four minutes later, the gangly kind of comes up to me. He's like, I wasn't heckling. I just don't like your stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, that's okay, man. Everyone's entitled to have their own opinions. And I could tell that response kind of threw him because he was expecting me to kind of challenge him or whatever. He wanted you to hit him in the face? What did he want? What was he looking for? Picking a fight? fight. He was yeah, he's looking for verbal I, I combat. He's fucking drunk off of tall cans. Anytime you give someone a bucket of tall cans, oh, God. you're just asking for fucking trouble. 250 oh, tall cans? So you were getting... So it was two dr- St. It was, Louis, too, right? It was buy one, get one free, 250 drinks, and you can get a tall can for two... You can get two tall cans for 250? No, the, the the tall cans are a dollar fifty. Oh, oh shit! What? Wait a minute. Are we three of them, and then they give you three of them free? Are we in St. Charles? Yeah. Okay. 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 Have, got it. Okay. Wait. 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 You can. <laughs> that You can have it. three of them. They're a dollar fifty, and you can have three of them, and they'll give you th- three free for three for free. So that's you spend. You spend four fifty, six dollars if you want to be not uh, if you don't want a shitty tip. Maybe even seven dollars, and you get six tall cans. It's yeah, cheaper than getting them at the. I'll get put ice on them for you, like you're camping. <laughs> That's insane. That's St. Charles. I, I want to go it? drink there. Let's all let's no, all go. Be, let's all become no. alcoholics in no, St. Louis don't. with Fuck, Steve Pogi. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> We'd be the coolest people yeah. if the five of, if the four of us went and visited Steve Poggi and we partied for a week. We'd be the coolest fucking people in St. Louis. I'm I could do two days before I started losing my mind. I've been there. Well, are, no, you went into the shitty part. You got to go out to the suburb country stuff. Exactly. There you go. You don't want to be in the city because then you have a lot of morons stacked up on each other. But when you get morons from space. They're easier to circumvent and navigate. The, the most fun I had is we were I was at some house party and uh, a thunderstorm happened and we all uh, sat in front of this big ass like window um, and just watched the, the weather out there is fucking insane as well. Oh I'm yeah, say. it's yeah. Tor- did you did you hear sirens, tornado, any kind of that fun stuff? Um. I mean, now that you're saying that, I'm probably just going to remember that because that's how my brain works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's what they do out there. Instead of you're supposed to take shelter immediately, um, people will stand outside and be like, oh, look, there's a, look at that twister. <laughs> wow. Yeah. With their tall well, can. To give you an idea of the drink prices, Wednesday, it's 75 cents, you call it. What? These people still do that shit? I'm moving. Oh, I'm yeah, moving. Dude. I'm leaving. Wow. I'm leaving oh, San Francisco behind, and I'm going to drink myself to death in in Missouri. Misery. <laughs> I mean, I will rent you a lot on my property for ninety five cents a month. It's <laughs> a do- it's a dollar eighty five deposit. This is uh, Steve Poggi. This is um, Dumbface. This is very exciting. 
uh, Tim Pizza is now a landowner. He owns oh, really? land in the Borrego, Anza Borrego? Yeah. yeah in the yeah. Anza Borrego Desert. Oh, you can vote now. He just bought 2.2 acres. 2.5. 2.5 yeah. acres. Where the fuck is that desert? It's uh, right on the border um, in San Diego um, to Mexico. Yes, he well, is a landowner now. I was thinking, do they have a do they have a parcel next door for sale? Because I have two, I have two grand. Yeah, they do actually. Just burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah, they do. They nice. do. We could. What are you gonna put out there? Are you gonna stick Ethan out there? <laughs> I was thinking about telling Ethan about it, but like I would just like go there like in a couple months, and like Ethan would just have like a, he would have like seven kids, and like, yeah, he'll yeah. destroy your property. Yeah, he'll somehow no, he'll get drunk and wander off and fucking fuck a cactus and die. <laughs> but uh, I keep uh, showing Zach all these pictures on my phone. There's this weird artist out there that makes these crazy sculptures of like these giant scorpions made out of rust. So, like, you could just be wandering the desert and come around a sand dune and see a giant fucking scorpion or, oh, here's a hippo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Jonathan and see if he's, I mean, I've got the cat. I mean, because we could actually, he and I could both buy, we could buy the plots on either side of you so that we could have a whole swath yeah. of, yeah. we could have all those acres yeah. next to each you other. You guys those desert people from Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, we, I was just talking about how I want the Jedi outfit. Well, I can weave you cloth out of, like, we can make a really thin, like an aglode or Do you something own like. a loom? I can make a loom. Yeah, let's make a loom in the desert. Let's make a loom in the <laughs> desert. We'll make a, yeah. de- it's not fruit of the loom, it's, we'll, ma- we'll have fruit from it's our looms. Sand from of our the loins. loom. Sand we'll of have to loom. grow our hair out because we won't have yarn. Yeah, right, we, that's a good idea. And we won't have much. Uh, S- Steve, what, you, if we uh, f- if we give you a place in Anza Borrego, will you move back to California? <laughs> I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm enjoying the slow-paced lifestyle out here. Oh, slower than the desert? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man. There's too much shit that can kill me out there. I'm not a smart man. Uh, like rattlesnakes. You eat the rattlesnakes. Scorpions, Scorpion. Bat Wiseman, all kinds of things. <laughs> Nobody knows for a fact that I've killed anyone. <laughs> Not for a fact. Well, there's some good, good evidence that suggests so. Uh, you were loud there for a second. That was nice. Not uh, we had a we had a we had a roast last night of Brady Holden. It was really easy. I barely prepared, and I had an, I had seven minutes easily. It was really fun. But we'll have to roast Zach Wiseman at one of these points because he'd be another easy gonna, person to roast. Uh, Brady still living out of his car? Yes, yeah. he is. That's where the majority of my jokes came from. <laughs> Yeah, he's still, and he just turned 30. Oh, my God. If you ever feel like a loser, just remember that Brady Holt just turned 30. <laughs> right. Well, then, what he lacks in intelligence, he makes for, up for in kindness. Oh. Well. I'm, he's like a real-life cartoon character. That's true. <laughs> what, what, uh, Zach Wiseman, if you were a cartoon character, what cartoon character would you be? be Zach Wiseman the cartoon character <laughs> what would it look like it would just look like you it'd be like a little weird little methed out not that you are but would that <laughs> be your little here. character like he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stick trying to find yeah. all the drugs I'd be uh, yeah it's an easy to draw character it's just like three <laughs> lines you know Stick right <laughs> the, the, be Yosemite <laughs> yam. be an angry piece of vegetable <laughs> Yosemite yam <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like I feel like Zach Wiseman's cartoon plot would be that he like sneaks around and goes through everybody's pockets. Like if you were on Farmville, <laughs> like if it was a Farmville game, except Zach Wiseman was a character, you would be He's the one like, that you'd have to watch out that he'd try to take your drugs. Oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your crop has been raided by Zach Wiseman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, if you were a cartoon character right now, what what would you be? 
Uh, I'd probably be Daffy Duck because I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> but tell you should tell totally. the boys how much puss you're getting out there. Crazy. He's uh, well, swimming I, I, in it. I'm fending it off because it comes with psychological distraughtness attached to it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you can't just be you can't just be straight up at the beginning and be like, okay, I'm gonna have sex no. with you, but I'm not gonna like love you because you're too crazy. So we're just you need to play that song, that one night stand song by Prince. I can never no, take the place see, of your man. People people out here, they don't know how to have relationships. They think that if they if you have sex with them then like that's that's how you have a relationship. relationship. Yeah, that yeah. disclaimer doesn't even work because they either don't believe it or like it just like runs them off. You play yeah, the like Prince the, song. The I can never take the place of your man. They don't listen to music unless they're talking about dirt rope. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time they fucking key into anything. I mean, come on, there's 75 cent drinks. You think people are thinking clearly out here? 75 cent. So, do people actually only tip a quarter? Does that happen? They put a dollar. It's 75 cent drinks. You put a dollar on the bar, and Keep that's the, the tip is 25 cents. I, I mean, I think people. They, well, you want to start a tab so that way you get free drinks first of all. Right. Free uh, 75 even on cent. 75 drinks. cents. You're still smuggling cocktails. <laughs> And uh, you got to have your airplane bottle stash lined up. Because that was the thing, like, I, I never, like, asked about the price for the airplane bottles. Out here, they're a dollar a piece. Wow. What? I just paid fucking $6 for two of them. Wow. Yeah, no, they're they're a dollar a piece up here. And then the gas, lady at the gas station warned me that they're going to jump up to a dollar twenty-five. Ah, uh, fuck. And uh, if I wanted to, there was a petition I could sign. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they kept it down. Did you so sign it? Like, no, hell no. I don't have that kind of time to petition. <laughs> That's amazing that there's that you can see government in action, in work in Missouri because of the alcohol prices. Here, everyone just goes, yeah, whatever, fine. But out there, yeah, they're like, don't you beer. raise the price of my... Yeah, if you were talking the other day how we could have a cigarette smuggling thing, you know, we could also have an alcohol smuggling thing where you I'm buy those bottles for a dollar apiece. I'll sell them for a dollar fifty. That knucklehead Jimmy that used to live with me can buy a plane. So <laughs> we could get a single-engine Cessna with some parachuted packages and just drop loot crates on top of me. All, right all you have to do is fly low, and then you won't uh, come up on any radar. I know, but unfortunately, you guys have all those power lines and bridges and shit. Yeah, above, above the power lines, below the radar. Well, you and your specifics. I can't handle this. <laughs> uh, so, what is the you? You said that after this week, you don't have very many. You don't have very much uh, comedy booked. You're just gonna chill out, write write some new stuff, hang out with your mom, get a new yeah, cat. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing a lot more painting. Uh, the, the creativity out here for me is a lot better because everything is so cheap out here that you can just work very minimally and still own your own place. Like, if you have a roommate, you can live in a two-bedroom apartment and your rent's like $300, $300. a piece before Shut utilities. Shut up, yep. Yeah, like yep. it's ridiculously cheap. My rent's $80. Um, That's including utilities. But, but you don't even pay your rent. <laughs> I do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's very creativity. I mean... You can make a painting and sell it for 15 bucks and you're halfway to success. So did you say you were painting? You're painting now? Yeah, no, I started doing a lot of uh, different paintings. I painted a purple owl. I uh, didn't know you paint. 
I've yeah, never seen I'm you like, paint. This is the most worried I've ever been. About I've never you. even seen you doodle. I've never seen you draw. I've never seen you doodle. I've never heard you talk about painting. Wait, you just got out to the fucking country and you're like inspired and drawn pictures of fucking birds. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're not spending five hours a day stuck in a commute, it uh, it really opens up your free time. Yeah, that's uh, I'm really happy I don't have a car anymore because that shit is it's ridiculous. You used to drive a car. I they let live. you do that. I used to live in a car. Ah, uh, I'm not surprised by that one. What? So if it's only three hundred dollars a month for rent, are there homeless people in Missouri, or do they just not exist? Yes, they're homeless. There's people. like a couple in uh, like actual St. Louis. But they're like, see, that's the thing. You're not really homeless out here. You're just camping. <laughs> like that. That there's a, there's some campers out here. But I mean, we do have a few mentally ill people. But then the winters get so cold that they just die off. Reaganomics. And then uh, yeah, then then a new crop. You know, they come out during the summertime. That's insane to me. It's it's plus it's easier to live like in a trailer, where an abandoned trailer out there too, because no one pays attention to abandoned trailers. Off the highway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that another actually, way. That was a big thing. A while back, uh, they started, the community started going to all these abandoned buildings because they found, like, some, like, 15-year-old girl who was held hostage in one. Oh, what? damn. Yeah. So then they started raiding all these abandoned buildings looking for, you know, child trafficking and mayor duels. Oh, my God. I need to go visit this place. <laughs> Is it? I'm you. Do, is it worth it? It's worth it just for the cheap alcohol alone. I mean, think of the money I'll save. None of these $5, well, I mean, including a tip nice beers. The thing is, is like, if you Google a place like where you need to go, you get there in the time GPS says because traffic doesn't exist. <laughs> so what's, what's the worst, most disgusting thing you've seen since you've been back in Missouri? Um, honestly, it's nothing like physical manifestation. It's just that... Due to the slower pace of lifestyle, people have more time to think. So, in my opinion, like mental illness is far more prevalent. Um, out here, like you have to understand, the only way you really have to find if you're successful or not is not how happy you are, but it's by looking at other people and seeing what they're doing and then comparing yourself to them. Oh, so, oh, so like if the neighbors get jet skis, that's a problem. Well, yeah, like if the neighbors get a jet ski, it's a slight to you because you can't afford it. How dare they do that? Right. Who do they think they are kind of a thing? Right. That's So mean. that part is like the most disgusting aspect. Like if people would just kind of adopt the San Francisco like bare bones mentality kind of way and just focused on like, all right, like if I have money or don't have money, I'll still be happy. But that would kind of break the economy out here because out here you're only worth your hourly wage. Hmm. So, you know, like, that, that's the nice thing I had about, you know, being in California and then making a ton of money and coming back here. I know, like, all right, having a ton of money doesn't make you happy. You have to find happiness within yourself and, you know, in the world around you. So, like, no, I you got just gotta really watch TV, man. liberated from that shit. Well, that's the problem. People are watching TV and then they're comparing themselves to the people on the TV and they say, exactly. I'll never be good that's enough. Yeah. I'll never be good. But then that's the other thing. If, if you, what if you don't have a job? What if you're a stay-at-home mom? Then you get it out of comparing your children to the other children and you're like, my child can do a double backflip and your child is a piece of shit. Oh, if I don't know. You compare yourself to the other moms. Like, okay, oh. well, you know, the Johnsons got stick figure stickers on the back of their van. They're not going to outdo us. 
Yeah. There's a lot of like internal societal competition, whereas in San Francisco, everyone's more obsessed with the same mentality, but it's like, you shouldn't talk like this. You know, you got to say gendered umbrella. You can't say, you PC. know, black umbrella. That's not appropriate. PC shit. <laughs> Cisgendered umbrella. Yes. So it's like, with that, like, that, that's where it gets disgusting and it exacerbates this mental illness because then everyone feels like they should be doing better or they could be doing better if this person wasn't stopping them or if this person wasn't in the way. I feel like that all the time. Uh, my my biggest my biggest thing right now is I'm like with the I told you about the FCC free is having having their own comedy festival now they're gonna have their first annual comedy festival. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then I got forwarded this I got forwarded this, this message because Paul Brombaugh used to be part of FCC free and I guess he still gets the emails from them and there was a thing okay. that got sent around where it said. Everyone must come to the monthly meetings. This is not Mutiny Radio. Everyone must come to the meetings. And there are 44 of you or they're out of the blank number show, 36 shows and the 56 people. There was no one that showed up. And I was like, we have more shows than they do right now. (laughs) And I don't give a fuck who comes to the meeting. Fuck you. Don't come to the meeting. I don't want to talk to you about what I'm doing. Fuck you. I'm not going to ask you to do anything because I know you're never going to do it anyway. That's just kind of what I've decided is like, I've never worked with groups because... I hate groups because they never do anything and I end up doing all the work anyway so I just don't want to give anybody any work that they aren't going to do because I hate people when they don't do it. If I ask someone to do something and they don't do it then I get all pissed off. And then there's the people that live for the fucking meetings and just live to fucking make you talk in circles about one fucking thing over and over and over again and in my mind I'm murdering you over and over in split second different ways every fucking time I'm ripping your skin off and it's like okay I'm never going to a meeting again. Never going to a meeting again. Uh, Isn't that what I said like immediately after the first meeting? Yeah. Yeah, I was like I'm like I'll pay dude I'll do my thing but I'm never going to one of these fucking things again yeah they used to be awful now we just sit it's basically me and Jonathan sitting around talking to each other with like one other person telling him what I did this week (laughs) I'm like so this is what I did this week yeah I still have to update the website I'm like Tim's on the flyers they're coming we got the new flyers in the text is a little faded on the back yeah it was really light but whatever people can look people can look at it closely it looked fine in the program and then when I sent you the thing it looked like that but I was like, oh, it looked fine in the program, so it'll probably be okay. And when and then, it, when they printed it out, it's like, oh, it's a little light, but I'm like, fuck it, I need it done. I don't care. Yeah, that's my right. thing. And um, perfect is the enemy of done. I don't believe in perfection anymore. I just get it done. I don't give a fuck. Just get it done. Yeah, finish it. Perfection is the enemy of done. I had 17 oh, penises God, in that the flyer. There's an artist named something uh, Wong. He, he's like really crazy. Like he took a bunch of pictures of him like and like rifle barrels and girls buttholes wow uh and uh he but he paints like these amazing landscapes and he did this uh he's <laughs> like he goes out to these remote places where he can't do anything but paint and then one time he like filmed himself out there and it was just him like screaming at himself like just do work who cares what it looks like just do work Wow, I was screaming at myself too. So I, it's Steve Poggi artist now. This is exciting. We'll have to put your work up here at Mutiny Radio. Send it, send yeah, it this no, way. Yeah, no, I'm painting. I'm, uh, I'm writing. I'm doing because uh, right now, like comedy's kind of in the slow season. So everyone that I'm talking about for bookings, they're like, "Yeah, all right, September, October. When do you?" And I'm like, "Well, what about July?" They're like, "Ah, it's real slow in July." So because it's hot as balls out bookings, there, but it's for the future. So right now it's like, well, I got all this free time on my hands. So instead of worrying about money, I'm just going to paint, write, and 
uh, work out and try to not to smoke too many cigarettes and mm-hmm. so you know, you're, not to get too many 75 cent drinks. So your your depression's at bay. The depression that you were dealing with here in, in San Francisco and in, in the Bay Area has dissipated with the, yeah, with the, the well, cooling the air. I was comparing life out here to what life is like out there oh, as no. far as like finances go and uh, you know things like that and it was just it's an unrealistic comparison oh, like yeah, every place is. is different every place has its ups and has its downs and I had to quit drinking for a while because the depression you can't drink when you have depression because it just adds a multiplier on yeah, that true. depression yep. yeah welcome to my you world have, you have to break free of the depression if you have some bad shit going on then that's a good time to drink. You just get shit-faced drunk, you wake up hungover, and then around 3 o'clock, you're not hungover anymore, and you're like, all right, well, this thing sucks, but at least I don't feel like I'm going to die. Yeah, I've been doing the, uh, not when I have to work, but, like, when I, uh... Uh, I'll get up early every day now, no matter what, um, and I'll do, like, a couple shots of whiskey in my coffee. (laughs) Yeah, I, I get up early now and I go run, like an asshole. Yeah, Good I don't. For you. Know, yeah, yeah. You go running now. You That's paint awesome. and you run. This is this is a different. This I is do. a new pouch. Douchebag. I'm yeah. telling you, man. I had to I had to break out of my exoskeleton, and uh, I was just like, you know, man. Whatever I want to do, fuck fuck the money aspect of it. Like fuck fuck all that. I'm just gonna do what I want to do. Absolutely. I have to work very little now, and I can just. You know, I mean, granted, I wouldn't be able to live this way necessarily if, uh, you know, my family didn't support me so much. But at the same time, like, I was gone for so long, people are happy to have me around. I can bring the groceries in for mom. I can cut down the trees in her backyard that she doesn't need. And um, so it, it's all about trying to just live in a in a balance. Just I want happiness, peace, and balance. And you can't find that in San Francisco with all those jack-offs honking their horns. <laughs> Well, you've got, you're going to have your inner peace. I, hey, I'm glad that all that depression stuff is gone because I, it's, um, it's killing me. Uh, I talked to a comedian. I meditate too. You put fucking shut the fuck up. You meditate now? I swear to God. You're an asshole. You in the dick. <laughs> you sound like you I'm live totally in San Francisco now. You told me, right? He said the opposite. Yeah. No, honestly, meditation is fucking awesome because then when anything emotional happens, it's like you have the ability to block it. You don't get overwhelmed by it. It doesn't just invade you. You can see it coming on and be like, well, it seems like a lot of work to feel that way. I think I'll just pass on that. Nice. You're, You're so a, zen-like now. He is a new kind of man. <laughs> I know. As I fall apart, his whole life's coming together. Isn't that nice? So there was a comedian. There was a comedian last night um, outside, and, and you'll enjoy this. Um, every week, she's been coming up to me and telling me a terrible thing in her life. You can tell by my terrible accent who I might be talking about. So the other week, she was like, "Pam, Pam, this will make you so happy," and she has me read this. Um, review of hers from Cheaper Than Therapy where it's this guy who's like that female actress was or the female with the accent was the worst comedian I've ever seen I would never and I read it and I'm like why would you think that would make me happy and she's like well because everyone loves my misery and then yesterday she sat down with us and she was like everything in my life is terrible and I was like you own a house you have a great job and you have a killer show four times a week that you get to perform on with sold out performances. What the fuck do you have to complain about? And she goes, 
I am so lonely. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then she got up and walked away. And then you hear a single gunshot. I was like, are you kidding? I was and I yelled at her. I'm like, are you kidding me? You've got everything. You're depressed? Come on. So I guess it's all perspective. Like it is. Life is like smoking a pack of cigarettes. The second you're done with one, you want another, you want another. Whatever you think that you can get to or possess or have that's gonna bring you happiness is not gonna bring that at all. You gotta live the Zach Wiseman, pink shoelace, fucking don't give a fuck attitude. Absolutely. And just embrace the nothingness. Yep. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. no matter what you do, no matter how good you are at anything, you fucking die. No <laughs> matter how good, you yeah. can't. You can't yeah. ever expect anything. Yeah. That is your, that's when you start having problems. If you, the second you have an expectation of anyone or anything, you're fucked. And yeah. that happened to me with comedy. I always anticipated, well, when I'm hosting, I'll feel this way, and then I'd get there, and it'd be the emptiest thing ever because it was still me. And I'm just doing more time. Well, then once I get to the middle act, then I'll feel this way. And you get there, and then it's just emptiness again. Because you're like, I, I don't, I'm not this magical creature I thought I'd be. Well, if I could headline, then I would get all this happiness. Then you do that, and then you still don't get it. It's, it's not about where you are or what you think you're going to do. It's just about right here, right now. Maybe you got problems. Maybe you owe people money. Fuck them. Don't pay them. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'd say, I mean, Fuck him, don't pay him. It, it really comes down to just being comfortable with yourself and knowing how you feel. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All I these Zen the fucking masters. Yeah. All these all these guys no, finally zen, get in their thirties and they're zen, zen masters. No, it's not Zen. It's cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, yeah. Like um, if you if yeah. if you uh everybody has that shit they engage in and they know it's bad for them but they still do it. They're just like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go drink. I'm gonna go drink right now. Yeah. And if you just like stop like in the moment and you're just like why am I doing this and you just focus on like the actual feeling of the craving or what what the fuck ever it's pretty easy to not do it. You just have to be Meditation. aware. Yeah. Meditation. Sometimes like, I like to be a shit weather friend. Like, I want to be the guy that you go off the wagon with. I want to be <laughs> your fucking one night stand. I want to fucking be all the bad stuff, all the fun stuff. That sounds like a great lyrics to a song. But see, you, you have to have that. You have to have those moments where you completely destroy yourself and fall apart because then it puts it in perspective. It's real. Absolutely. Agreed. important, what you want. Agreed. Yeah. Because you got to remember, the the whole experience of being a human being is being all the spectrum of all the emotions. People say be happy all the time. No, Fuck be that. calm all the time. I but you got to know that what you can get happy, away with and what you, you can't. You come down to calm. Is it you're to, sad? You come back up to calm. I get scared when I when I do feel happy because there's only one place from there going down yes. to being sad. Right. <laughs> that's why I, when people ask me how are you doing, I'm saying I always say I'm content. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, because yeah, if I, I'm, I'm like, I say satisfied. Yeah. Satisfied. Oh, that's that's nice. Th- that's yeah. Because when I say, oh, I'm great, I'm like, I'm lying. I'm not great. There's no such thing as greatness. Yeah. I've nice. been staying existential. They say, how old, how are you feeling? I'm like existential. I say, <laughs> I say, I'm right now. How are you? I'm right now. You're right now. <laughs> Which sounds like I'm high right now, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> N- nobody asks me anything. Oh, come on. <laughs> You've got a girlfriend now. She's asking oh, you, you questions. She cares yeah. about. Yeah, Timmy Pizza's all happy and Aww. fulfilled. And she doesn't love him. <laughs> She's yeah, using him for Aldo. Yeah. Uh, she's sleeping with your dog, dog Aldo likes her more than me I woke up the other night and Aldo was standing right next to her face just wagging her tail and just gazing at her Aww. Uh, Like, uh, and he like sleeps at her feet um, and he acts like a puppy around her and uh, yeah it's like it's fucking like 
Come on, buddy. <laughs> well, it's, it's Spike, Sorry, Spike likes Jonathan more than me. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, oh, totally. That's because Jonathan like, fights with him. Right. He wants to fight and hunt, and Jonathan's willing to be the prey. Well, it's but when we sleep, he always likes to sleep on Jonathan's side, and Jonathan hates it because he whiskers him at night, and so we call it whiskering. Jonathan rolls around in catnip all day, though. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I've been wondering. I've been making the cat liver for the fucking cat, and I'm like, why won't you love me more than him? And the cat's like, I didn't like, even Meow. see cats when I was at your house. Spike, the great big, big gray cat. No cat there. The big gray cat that hiding? lives in that house. No, he was there. I'm sure. I don't see him. I, I don't know. Was he go? He was ghosting. I he didn't know. bring the dog upstairs. I don't know. There's a tiny apartment. You were in there. There's nowhere for the cat to hide. Uh, um, you did give me stones. Maybe I just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Constantly getting high. Uh, so thanks, uh, Zen Master Poji. You'll have to maybe write us a poem next time or something like that. A haiku. A pojum. Yeah, pojum. <laughs> since you're fucking enjoying all of the arts out there in Missouri, painting purple God, owls. I would have thought I'd find art in fucking Bible Town, but these people need it, so I'm ready to give it to them. <laughs> um, you should look up the works of Francis Bacon. Yeah. The only thing I haven't been able to do is to read. Oh. My, my mind's constantly running with so many different thoughts and projects and ideas that I haven't been able to calm down to read. Read, uh, read FUP. It's only 80 pages and it's fam- fantastic. It's, uh, it's, about a, okay. it's about a duck that drinks psychedelic whiskey. Oh, that sounds like fun. And it's all old timey. Wait, what's the name of the book? FUP, F-U-P by Jim Dodge. Given the good, given the good recommendations. Yeah, you can read it in forty-five minutes. It'll get you back on track. Well, I am so glad, Poji, that you are alive and seemingly well. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting it all together. This is the most thriving. worried I've ever been about you, Poji. <laughs> seventy-five I, cent I drinks. Finally reached the happiness and nirvana. Yeah, a seventy-five cent drink will get you one month on my land. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna get the we're gonna get the airplane whiskey bottles from Missouri. We're gonna bring them to Anza Borrego. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna build a tunnel to Mexico. Everything's yeah. gonna be fine. We're gonna have a lot of. We're not building a tunnel in Mexico. That is not gonna that happen. That is not at gonna all. happen. We have a better idea. San Pedro we, we, Cactus we came up with a better idea. Better idea. We're gonna get a backhoe and like fifty shipping containers and build an underground shipping container maze. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like the underground railroad to me. Yeah. An underground. It doesn't go anywhere. There's no escape anywhere. It's actually a trap. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. It's an it's an oubliette. It's a it's a it's a uh, it's a dungeon with only one access point that's in the ceiling. There might be (laughs) there might be like a back rub container. Wow! Is there a nitrous? Is there a, is there a medical grade nitrous tent that goes a medical grade nitrous tank that feeds that room yeah, alone? Totally. Okay, absolutely. Good. So that you can maybe automotive grade. Automotive grade. Yeah. <laughs> wow! 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 Uh, around and around. You guys hear all the helicopters? <laughs> Don't stop till you hear the chopper. Uh, well, Poach, we miss you and uh, hope that you come back soon or that we can. I now I want to visit seventy-five cent drinks. Fucking get me on oh, a motherfucking yeah. plane. Oh, and my mom will read your tarot cards. It's a, we got a whole thing. Going. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> whole thing. He's got a brother. We got ailments. We can rake you with energy. Like uh, we, we got everything out here. Reiki we're, we're with the energy. It's an ancient Chinese healing art form, and it fucking works. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this man? I know. I know. I know. I'm telling you, it's peaceful poach. It's the new thing. 
peaceful poge wow exciting exciting new leaf uh well we will talk to you again soon hopefully you won't be a stranger and you'll call into the altcast we're gonna do our rap now about our mike pence rap Good. Have you heard about our? Have you heard about our? We've been we doing raps every week. This is our fifth rap that we're putting together. And we do. I um yeah. I have um instrumental hip hop gospel rap instrumental to go behind today's song. But our other ones. Our first one was Susan Olson, and then we did the Forty Five Alive rap. We did yeah. with the Donald Trump quotes, and then we did uh, Kellyanne Conway, and, and then Uncle, last week we Uncle did ben Uncle Carson. Ben Carson. Was um yeah. <laughs> what is that your? Did you make that beat this is the intro to uh, uh, sir psycho sexy oh that's nice, nice. Yeah. by the by the smashing pumpkins by the, chili peppers. by the chili peppers that's right sorry they all sound the same to me uh, <laughs> all that all that early mid mid 90s rap is the same to me okay bye poach you're the best bye. <laughs> well there he is there he was zen master poach zen master poach none of that's true he's still here somewhere <laughs> i wish that was true i, I love uh, how everyone's disappointed totally yeah. <laughs> i know i'm completely disappointed that he isn't uh isn't getting beat up and then crazy things aren't happening for <laughs> No, there was that crazy Facebook, crazy messages. Facebook messages and crazy stuff. God, God, calling me in the middle of the night going, these girls are going to murder me. You got to come pick me up. Jonathan and I get in the car, get down there. There's no girls. Murder. The girls are like, what are you doing? And he like jumps over this 20 foot fence, comes falling down to the ground. <laughs> he's like, they're after me. And like now he's get him and bring him back. Now he's all peaceful, <laughs> fucking peaceful. Poji. <laughs> it's like yeah. these, these 21 year old girls are trying to make out with me. Like, that's a problem. That's a problem. Like, wow. Uh, that's a story. All right. Yeah, he, he, 21 year old girls are into the poge. Tell you what, even though he's like 33 and it's his Jesus year or something like that. He's only 33? He's only 33. I he was older than I am. Fuck no, no, no. <laughs> I'm the oldest one here. Don't talk about fuck, I'm, you're old. I'm the oldest one. I'm going to be pretty old. Yeah, I'm 42. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty close. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know you were that close. Interesting. Oh, wait, no, I thought I was going to be 38, and I'm going to be 37. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I'm forgot. Still, I'm still, Sorry. I was still, you were still, I was out of high school when you were still in junior high, so you're still super young. I And I feel so young. I I really hope that, like, like a stroke takes me out or something that's, like, Don't like talk instant. like that. Well, Shit. God damn it. I know. 42 I, I feel is, like, healthy. 22 now. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Sure. I know. I yeah. Need to Have you seen 22-year-olds? Ugh. <laughs> I have, you know, and I used to be, I used to be sexually attracted to younger men, but they keep getting a little bit older, even though they're still younger. Yeah, so it's they look still old like, as fuck now. It's, well, it's, I, I, no one at this point, no one would, I couldn't date anybody under 30. I think it's too, too far. I have daddy gap. issues, so I've always liked them old. Well, one, <laughs> one old man I don't like is uh, Pence. So let's Ugh. see what happens here. Let's see what happens with All our right. new rep. Here we go. <clears throat> Does 
doesn't kill. No, it doesn't kill. In fact, I accepted $13,000 from tobacco companies and pro-tobacco political campaigns in 2000. <laughs> because smoking doesn't, smoking, 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 smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. Cancer. It's the answer. Yeah. Emphysema. It doesn't kill. HIV does. STD doesn't. Uh, hey, but frankly, condoms are a very, very poor protection against sexually transmitted diseases. Homosexuality is incompatible with military. Hashtag no Homosexual is incompatible with the military service. Homo. Because the presence of homosexuals in the rank weakens unit cohesion. Because homosexuals are weak. Is that what you're saying? Are you saying homosexuals are weak? I think that did. I think that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. I think he's in the closet. In the closet. The rape in the closet. What, what? Keep the rape in the closet. Now he got eight. Obviously, this wall is wall. This is move on, move on. Is evidence that women should not serve in the military. Women should not serve in the military. Don't ask, don't tell. Keep the bitches in the kitchen. Keep the bitches in the kitchen. I suspect that some mischievous liberal at Disney assumes that Milan's story will cause quite a change for the next generation's attitude about women in combat. Bitches with guns. Many young women find many young men to be attractive sexually. Great, great. Put them together in close quarters for a long time. Things get interesting. Put them together in close quarters for a long time. Fingered in the dumpster. Interesting. Moral of the story: Women in the military, bad idea. Also homos. Women in the military, bad idea. Also homos. Brock Turner. <laughs> Do I believe in evolution? Brock Turner. <laughs> Do I believe in evolution? Brock Turner! I embrace the view that God created the heavens and the earth and the seas and all that's in them. And Brock Turner. <laughs> and HIV and STDs. Frankly, condoms are a very, very poor use for protection. Also, global warming is a myth. There, I said it. Global warming is a myth. Hopes. Just like the new Ice Age scare of the 1970s, the environmental movement has found a new chant in their latest chicken little attempt hey. to raise taxes and grow centralized governmental power. Gays and hates. The chant is, the sky is warming. The sky is warming. I got hates. The sky is warming. Rock Turner. The sky is warming. Global warming is a myth. There. I said it. This thing is crazy. Girl, you got a nice power. The sky is warming. And I also don't believe in evolution. That's our vice president. Mm. Yay, we did it again. <laughs> That's our vice president, Mike Pence. 2017. 2017. So, yeah. <laughs>
front I, I couldn't stop. It was a good one. It was good. I just love the fact that you kept her up front. This, this, is, this is my favorite quote that we didn't get to, but it's actually not a quote from... Uh, so first, Pence, he's an idiot, and uh, he said, Republicans from George Washington to George W. Bush just have better ideas. But George Washington was not, in fact, of any political party. And he said, however political parties may now and then answer popular ends, they are likely in the course of time and things to become potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp for themselves the reins of government, destroying afterward the very engines which have lifted them to unjust dominion. Where was That's that our first that president. Oh, where did he find time to write that shit while making all that peanut butter? <laughs> George Washington Carver made the fear. I know you're being silly, but that's very funny. That's very funny. And this nigga didn't have any teeth. Yeah, well, they all, no one had any teeth in the 17, in the late. No, he had the, wood teeth, excuse me. That's what they, yeah. Well, they all had wooden teeth. I mean, I think even my dad had wooden teeth when he knocked him out when he was 12 in like 1950 what? or 52 or something. He had fake teeth. He fell off a fence when he was like 12 years old or something, and he knocked his two front teeth out, and they were adult teeth at that time. And so my dad always had fake teeth from the time he was very little. Oh, speaking of your pops, did he yeah, send us some? He did. He actually some sent some stuff. weird stuff today. <laughs> um, he sent uh, definition of f bomb. It's an Indian professor explaining the significance of the word. So um, it's something I'll have to download uh, real quickly and see if it comes up. Um, this is what my dad always sends me. Usually, like really, um, you know, racist uh, and. We're, this time, this, these were some great World War II photos. These were some fun ones that someone colorized. And uh, this is, I like this one because this is, this hot soldier is really hot. This is, yeah. look how hot he is. Yeah. It's like from, I mean, he was getting killed. This is from like 1940, what is it? 1944 at the Battle of the Bulge. But Ooh, damn, yeah. damn, that is one hot. You want to battle fucking, that bulge? Yeah, I mean, damn. That is some hot WW2 right yeah, there. Yeah, you don't you usually. You want to put your butt in his dick? You usually don't see, you don't usually <laughs> see them with the. With the um, tossing salads, uh, and I'm so glad that Crimea a River is playing at the in the background of that. Uh, well, I don't think I can download that in time, but that's okay. 